Hi, my name is Todd Johnson, and I am here with Chris Kosteltz and Jeff Peterson to welcome you to GRIP, a four-episode podcast about developing a deeper relationship with Christ and each other through the four letters of the word GRIP. I don't want to be in the world's grip. I want to be in God's grip. Four letters, four episodes. Today, we are going to talk about the letter I, which stands for investing, investing in the kingdom, both with your with your time and your money. We've got a great guest and some great scripture to get us going. So let's get a grip. Great to see you guys again here. Good to see you too. Uh, and Todd, to thank you for show. continuing to host us uh, here for for our, our, our grip studios in the in the basement of the of the Johnson Estate. Uh, for those that uh, that uh, haven't been here, and uh, you know, I'm thinking after this, uh, we gotta we gotta hear you twinkling the ivories here. So I mean, you oh, see, seriously, that's where we're gonna go. you knocked out that sticks intro to. Uh, <laughs> um, and what, what, what was it now? Come sail away. No. Come sail away. Come, there you oh go. Oh, my gosh. So, it was beautiful. So back in the day, it was I used to... crazy. I used to play, when I started out as a financial advisor making absolutely no money, I used to play cocktail <clears throat> parties, but I was really good at loud parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how, seriously, how long did you take lessons? I mean, you know, was like... Jen does not like when I tell the story, but I'll make it brief. I started taking lessons when I was in grade school, and then I stopped when I was in 10th grade, and then I happened to be at a party in college... And there happened to be a piano there. Yeah, nothing better. <laughs> nothing better. That's, so yeah. That's so it's a way just, to meet people. I'll just yeah. that's people. You should be playing meet, instrument. Meet people. Castells, you play anything? You're... I know. Uh, I know like seven chords on the guitar, and mm. I cannot play any songs except for Tom Petty. Uh, as loud as I possibly can to make up for how out of tune I am. <laughs> yeah, like. When in doubt, be loud. That's what about you, Jeff? Uh, do, you, do you play yeah, something? I am a piano player. Uh, also, I grew up playing oh. piano. Um, well, maybe we could do duo then later. Well, now my repertoire is all Christmas songs uh, oh. because I only play once a year. Uh, I used to play all the time, and um, sure, that sounds good in June. Exactly <laughs> yeah. right. So it's it's a very so it's like a, it's like you know when bands go on tour. You know, yeah. I go on tour. It's a home tour, and it only lasts uh, basically through Advent, uh, and then a little bit through uh, Christmas. And so I can knock out Rudolph and Frosty and all the, you know, all the Trans-Siberian Orchestra of Orno. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right. And then it and then and then as soon as that twelfth day of Christmas uh, passes, it just shuts down. We're done. Mm. Yep. Did you do your girls play? Uh they all I was committed. Uh, I was never going to have the girls do anything, but I said, you know what? All of them are going to take 10 years of piano lessons just like mm. I did, mm. and none of them did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alice got the farthest along, in the, and then it just went down from there. I think Mary looked at the piano and said, nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, mm. she did. Well, I'm, I'm a big Hillsong fan, great Christian band, and that's some of my favorite memories is playing them with one of my daughters, Grace, who was, mm -hmm. uh, who's a, an accomplished singer, uh, that's intimidating when you've got an accomplished singer as your daughter singing there there right? next to you. That was yeah. that that that's where piano that's so cool uh, means a lot. It. So, oh, yeah, fun well. stuff. Well, speaking of fun stuff, we've got a great letter here uh, in our in our gripping. Uh, we're at, up to the letter I. So Todd, why don't you uh, remind us what I is and and uh, get us started? 
Sure. So, so again, one of these pillars is is I journey in life and I and pursuing Jesus, especially so purposefully over these last twenty six years. What uh, was was meeting men and women who who demonstrated certain characteristics, and one of those characteristics was the letter I, which was investing. And and when we think of investing, instantly comes to mind is money, and that is certainly one of the characteristics I found of people who've who've grown closer to Jesus in life are people that um, that understand first who owns it, capital W, mm-hmm. and, and realize that they're the steward and, and realize that God doesn't want their money. He wants their hearts. And uh, the, other, the other thing of in, investing the money, but also investing their time. We talk about tithing our money, but tithing our time. So I have found people that are journeying with Jesus and they're, they're in their group and they're reading their Bible, they're also investing their time and their money in addition to the last letter, which we'll talk about another time, is prayer. And I'm just so excited about our guest because he models this this eye super well. Beautiful. I think uh, let's uh, let's dig into scripture a little bit about investing. I'm going to pick kind of like a I think off the a bit off the charts. This isn't probably the top ten. Kind of a deep, deep track here. Deep track, deep, deep track cuts. Here. Dave Matthews, deep cuts only. You know, I'm, kind of like, a, I'm, I'm excited to see where you're going here. I love I this. Know. And you guys will be like, oh, everyone knows that one. But this is what stood out to me, right? And this is uh, Luke 14, 13 and 14, which says this. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. You will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. I'm really struck by this because uh, when it comes to like investing in other people, I find I'm easily drawn to invest in people. I know that I'm going to get an inve- a return on my investment, mm-hmm. sure. you know, like whether it's time or money, like if I know if I'm going to put into this person, I know it's going to circle back because they're able to. Um, but I think the greater challenge and the greater, um, the greater virtue is to, to invest in someone who could never possibly pay you back. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I got off an airplane in New, or- New Orleans with a friend of mine, a couple other people, we were going to a conference and we get up to the, the, the cab that we're going to take to the, to our, where we're staying. And I was the second person, in the cab, my buddy's the first person. He walks up, walks all the way to the front, gets in the passenger front seat because he knew we were going to be full. And so somebody had to sit there, but I, I would totally sit in the, I totally did sit in the back. Right. <laughs> and it's so that he could sit in the front and invest in that cabbie on the way yeah, to yeah. our place. And like, I was mystified by this man and his choice to do that, but it's because he's the kind of person who just naturally chooses to invest in people who, I mean, the cabbie did pay us back with some great advice, like don't go north of this street after dark or whatever, but, um, but still like yeah. I'm always been amazed by that. And I think when it comes to this, this eye and grip, we need to invest in, uh, in people and places that, um, it's not for us. Yeah. It's for, it's for them. It's for God. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. That's, feel like I got just shown a, a mirror because I know I've been guilty of that and it's such a great verse to to go back to so thank you for that I um a, a verse that I love when I think about the eye is is when Paul tells us in second Corinthians 8 and he says just as you excel in everything in faith and speech and knowledge and complete earnestness it's like he's given us this long laundry list of stuff he says see also that you excel in this grace of giving and, and I don't think we as the church talk about being excellent in our giving. We talk about maybe giving, but being excellent. And what does that mean? What does that look like? And to me, again, it's just a surrender. It's just that I want to be excellent in my giving of my money and my time because, um, again, being mindful of who owns it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And Chris, I just, when you're talking about 
<clears throat> you know, investing in people that, you know, can't necessarily pay back or don't know if you can pay. I mean, that is, that's God. God is investing in us and there is no way. I mean, we're, we can never pay that back. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. I just think that's, that's the, as so much of um, what we talk about here is modeling and, 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 you know, doing what Christ did. And, and that's exactly it. I mean, talk about somebody who is, placing bets on people that, <laughs> that he knows are only going to continue to sin. They're only going to continue, you know, we are only going to continue to really just, you know, not, not make good on the investment, you know, sure. and just, and just continue to pray for the grace and the, and, and that salvation that we don't deserve. We've not earned it, but you know, I saw anyway. I think it's a good. I love this. I love this. I love all the letters of this grip, but I really, really love I. And so, Todd, who who do we have here today to uh, to really uh, shed more light on this uh, on this cool letter so in our acronym? I am blessed to introduce a, a, a longtime friend and dear brother of mine, uh, Phil Face. Phil is the father of two grown boys. He has four grandchildren. He's married to his wonderful wife, Kim. Uh, Phil used to do what I do now. Phil used to be a financial advisor. And uh, I, I probably don't quote you enough when I tell you this, but um, I think you're the one that coined it. But instead of Phil, what we like to call retired a few years ago, he repurposed. Mm. And um, Phil has repurposed into a life of uh, giving wherever he can. He's been the single biggest role model in my life when it comes to giving. Um, he is the most generous heart. He probably doesn't like, he, he never wants to focus on him, but he's so generous. In fact, it was funny, just a couple weeks ago, I called Phil because we happen to be in Bible study together for the last 26 years. Uh, we lead mission trips together now down to uh, Ensenada. Uh, but I, 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 we run before every Bible study, and I called him a couple weeks ago to just kind of confirm that we were on because there was some suspect weather. And where's Phil? But on the side of the road, helping some stranger whose tire had blown. <laughs> and I'm going... I would have driven right past that guy really fast, <laughs> right, Chris? <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story. So I am blessed to uh, have Phil Face join us today. Phil, welcome to the Grip Podcast with Jeff, Chris, and myself. Well, it's great to be here. So I am going to just start us off with a question. I think of you, and I know you don't like the spotlight because you like to point to Jesus, but but uh, you know, it's right now it's my show, so you get to answer <laughs> that, answer the question. Uh, when you when you think about your generosity. In, in, in how you go about your life. Um, how, how would you say that has helped you in your relationship with Jesus? Uh, you guys have set this up so well, and so much of what you have said already is fantastic. And what I would dovetail on is, how can we not be grateful mm. for how God has blessed us? And, and that, really, that, that really drives me. Um, we, we can never pay him back. I just, I really appreciate that dialogue. And, uh, so we, we live in a fallen world and there's a lot of hurting people out there. And I, I try to just wake up and say, how can I make a positive difference in someone's life today? And has that, cause you know, I've known you a long time. Has that, you know, the way you, uh, giving of your money is, uh, and I've seen that, just your generosity, but your time is what's so striking to me. And that's really what all you do now is you just, you just serve. You <laughs> serve in so many different aspects. You're a volunteer at the Salvation Army. Um, you're doing stuff at your church. You're doing stuff with an after kids program. Is this just something that's just become contagious and grown over your whole life? Or is it, was it always like that? It, it really has. It really has. Um, I, I, 
talked to so many clients over the years about getting out and serving, volunteering somewhere, finding finding things they're passionate about. And time and again, I would hear, I'm going to do that when I retire. <laughs> and and the, then I would tell them how I was off to Ensenada to build houses with my friend Todd and this, that, and the other thing. And they would say, oh, that's so good. And I would say, you can do this. Yep. Don't wait. Yeah. And so it's something I've I've always been passionate about. How much, how much, I'm just connecting a dot here yeah. now that you guys both... Um, before you repurposed yourself, Phil, which by the way, just coming up with that, I mean, you've got a career in marketing because that's all we do <laughs> is just give different names to things and like, no, it's repurposed now. Anyway, <clears throat> um, back to the question. You know, you guys both um, spent, uh, Todd still is, you know, your careers in helping people manage money and manage things like, you know, what? how much do I need to be putting away now to be able to do whatever I want to do later? How much of that... Do you think just for both of you, because you're both now, and I know we just met, but I mean, you're both two of the most generous people I know, and 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 you worked in this industry of helping people think about investments in a different way. How much do you think that day job for both of you actually helps um, guide your your sort of spiritual investments, if mm-hmm. you will? You know. I felt it was very important. Well, God felt it was very important. There was over 2,300 scriptures on money or possessions mm-hmm. that we, we probably have a propensity to really struggle with this. And so I really tried to help my clients not look at what they were accumulating to, to be it, mm-hmm. to be their God, and, and was successful in some instances and some some not because that that number is so important to people and yeah. and I don't want it to be. Yeah. And and I would echo that to say hands down my happiest clients are the clients that give it away. Mm-hmm. And know that you know they don't own it in the first place and and one letter you know when you go back to the G letter the group and being in group with Phil I learned a lot from Phil how much scripture talks about the word and we don't use this word a lot contentment yeah mm-hmm. and and we're always you know you just go watch a tv show and watch about how much stuff you should have you're not content mm, yeah. and and phil's really helped model that that contentment just comes from giving of yourself giving of what you have it's got to be rewarding for you guys if as you as you've had clients that maybe don't come to you with a predisposition to give and 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 that and yet you're able to maybe see that evolve over time. I mean, is that has that happened a lot where you've been able to kind of guide that? I wouldn't say a lot, but yes, it mm-hmm. is extremely rewarding. And 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 Todd said it. We learned this decades ago with uh, Randy Elkhorn's book, The Treasure Principle. Mm-hmm. Money is truly a heart issue, and and knowing, you know, God owns it all, yeah. and and so. We're, we're his stewards, and I liked that stated early on here, too. And thinking of it that way is so powerful. Um, early in my career, uh, a mentor of mine said, you're going to be inundated with wonderful charities that are seeking your money. And his advice was to pick one or two, mm. maybe three, and go big. Mm. You know, with your money, with your time, with your prayer, and when you see an article on that 
entity in the paper, you think a whole lot more mm-hmm. because you're invested in it. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that really was helpful for my wife and I, and we've done that. And, and, um, just don't scatter it out there because then you can give good, yeah. give big. Phil, we're talking about giving time and giving money. And I, I think, uh, I know some people in my life who are very generous financially, but they don't know any poor people. Like they don't know, they never see anybody face to face. Can you speak a little bit about the difference between writing a check, which is important, and I'm willing to take any contributions to my kids' <laughs> college <laughs> funds, but uh, what's the difference between writing a check versus serving face to face? We've really seen that with our travels to Ensenada, Mexico to build a home. Uh, because that's that's taking five days out of your your life, yeah. and and it, it it has been stated by people saying it's easy to write the check, and that is so important because th- there's a lot of people that don't do that. So yeah. so that is excellent that you emphasize that. But it's very different to to be there and and being the hands and feet of Christ. We use that phrase a lot. Um, and even at the, the working with the Salvation Army food shelf that I started just during COVID, and it's just been a blessing to me. Um, but learning some of the names of the people I see uh, uh, on a weekly basis, yeah. and they light up. And you, you don't see that when you write a check. Yeah. I love what you said about generosity or um, um, investment or whatever that was, whatever word started your sentence that I'm hacking here, but about being a matter of the heart, mm. you know? Um, and I, and I think issue. it is a heart issue. And I also, th- I also feel like it, it's a, it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit of a trust issue in that, you know, that God will provide, you know, like you said, Phil, you know, it's all God's anyway, you know, we're just like, you know, custodians of everything for as long as we're, we're alive. But I think, you know, and as I just think for me, you know, it's, it's been a matter of trust. Like I, do I really trust when we say the Lord's prayer and we say those words, you know, give us this day our daily bread. Um, you know, do we really trust that there will be enough, you know? And so it don't just, I don't know. Cause I, for me, that's where I get tripped up. You know, I think that's, I think a lot of it too, can stem from the fact that sometimes people maybe even like hear like, oh, you've done mission trips or you go serve and you do all this. I would say start small. You yeah. know, we never started out when we went to Ensenada as an example. I thought for sure one and done. I'm just going to do five days. I can check it off the list and say I've done it. But I also was, was in prayer about God, wherever you want to lead that trip. And now 10 years later, you know, over 600 people have gone. Yeah. Never would have thought that that would be the case, but that is uh, that is definitely what. So, so my my advice in that is is start small. I have an, uh, another buddy that's serving people on every Tuesday night under their bridge in on Hennepin, I'm down in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and he just he's like, I'm just I was just going to go once, and now he's there every Tuesday, and so it's that idea of just starting something small mm-hmm. and then seeing where God mm-hmm. takes it from there. Yeah, and Phil, I know you're our guest, and we'll get right back to you in a second. But Chris, I'm wondering, you know, you work in a parish community and so you're there not just seeing the sort of um kind of the human and sort of the divine benefits and impacts of investing but you're also like you're like the church is it's a it's a it's an operation right i mean you got lights that you know that have to stay on and and so you're seeing you are seeing the more sort of like tangible 
needs of investments that people make in in the church. How does how does a church? And here I'm making you now speak on all churches yes. <laughs> around the world, but on behalf did, of every church ever, exactly, yeah. exactly. Just but how? But I have to imagine that there's a balance there, you know, there, there, because there's there's an actual need for funds to keep, you know, the ministry, you know, to 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 perpetuate the ministry. But then there's also just the, you know, like we're talking here. Well, it's not just about money; it's about time. It's like, well, time doesn't pay the utility bills. So how does how does a parish strike that balance? In, in you know, in 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 those dimensions of investment, Jeff. I think what you're actually asking about is um, is about mission. You know, like if a church exists to have a building, any church exists to have a building or have employees or to have whatever. Like it's a waste of time. Mm. That's not what we're about. You know, the 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 reason we exist is to to fulfill the mission that Jesus Christ has asked us to do in in the great commission in, in Matthew right like to go and make disciples of all nations and um to fulfill that and takes some capital it mm-hmm. takes a little bit of investment both time and money i would love to be honest this is going to sound terrible but i'd love to not have a job at mm. church I mean, I'd love to have a job at some point, but you know, like <laughs> I love if my community was just chock a block full of people who were giving their lives away and they had professional stuff other ways, mm-hmm. you know. But um, the reality is that um, I have special training and I've gone to school and I got degrees and blah, blah blah blah, and so I have some role to play in that. And I hope I'm a service to to our community, but I think every every church needs to be mission based, needs mm-hmm. to recognize that the building exists, the 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 employees are paid all to service the mission. And I think that actually goes to how we can, can live it out in our, our daily life. Um, you know, we invest, you know, Phil's been talking about time and and money, but I want to know about from him, like, um, if you were to describe your, your investment in others in one mission statement for you, that's a tough question. I'm glad we, we asked you this ahead of time to prepare you, (laughs) which we did not like, what's your mission in life, Phil? Wow. Wow. Um, Aren't my questions easier? (laughs) Someone said that, you know, God has given us all gifts and he expects a return on it. (laughs) So being financial planners that I, I, I probably overran with that. Um, uh, God just gave to me, I, I, I think a gift of wanting to help others. Um, so a mission statement, I, I don't know that, I don't know that I have one. Uh, um, again, th- this world's a pretty negative place and, and I think going out there with some enthusiasm and joy in your heart can probably make a difference. And, uh, yeah, well said. Yeah. I, I, um, <clears throat> I, I would say your, I mean, from my view and the standpoint, your mission statement is just how you live your life. You know, it's just not, it's not spoken. It's just, it's action. And that's what's so admirable about, admirable about it. Would you, so, so let me just, can I, can I just dovetail on, or just hone in on the money aspect for a minute? Because it is a, in a, in some churches, it's a taboo topic and in other churches, it's talked about too much. And, and let's just forget the whole church thing for a minute. Let's just, you know, we, we know what God's word says, but, but if you were just giving encouragement to someone that maybe is is either new with Jesus or has been with Jesus for a long time, but not really investing their money with, with God. Do you have anything that comes to mind in terms of words of wisdom on how to encourage people to give of their money? I really feel 
blessed uh, being part of Kingdom Advisors, which is a Christian financial planning network um, for over a decade. And we witnessed from individuals to large corporations, you know, what their giving was like. And, and I don't think that's talked about enough. You use the word taboo. If, if one talks about their giving, it seems to be boasting. But mm. some of the stories I heard just, just spurred me on. Uh, again, to, to think of uh, uh, an advisor who, when you're self-employed, your income is limitless. And a long time ago, I, I mean, he, he and his family put a cap on his earnings, and they gave the rest of the way. Wow. Wow. How crazy That's is that? That's great. I've that before. And, and it was powerful to me. And, and uh, the Chick-fil-A story where we, we won't be open on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe they were maybe our number two, and they're they're six out of seven days a week. You know, so stories like that, uh, you know, were very encouraging to me. And I think we trying to be mentors, you know, sharing some of those stories to others uh, should should be helpful. But when when you give of your money, when you give of your time, and you see the difference it makes in someone's life, I, I I know. You know, I've wept many a times uh, mm-hmm. over over experiences like that, and I don't think the church promotes that enough. Yeah, I, the I, joy I, of giving, for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if you, I think either you said it or you were quoting from a book once, but I remember a quote you said that you've never regretted something you gave. That was that was a quote. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and and I don't think people would ever, you know, who who has gone to Ensenada with us and regretted it. Yeah. Because I could take you to my closet right now and. Show you lots of regrets <laughs> of things that I've. Hey, just looked at. we 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 would uh, we would concur. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jeff. What uh, you know, we've talked about we've talked about investment. You know, investing being a matter of heart, a matter of trust. I also, you know, think and and would Phil love to get your thoughts on. It. I think it's also a, a, a matter of like family, you know, and being on the same page. Mm-hmm. What what's it been like? You know, you've been married a long time great kids you know grown kids grandfather uh you're by the way a very young grandfather i mean you're a young looking grandfather the running is doing its job um he sweats more than (laughs) anyone should be allowed but how has that i would imagine it would be harder to be so bold in giving if this was like a solo act, you know, it's like, oh, dad's on another board or oh, dad's doing this, dad's going, down, you know. So how important has it been that you and your wife and the family has really been on the same page? Uh, it, tremendously important. Um, and, and both of us came from different, different family lifestyles as we do with spouses. And so early on, it was like she gave that ball to me and said, you do this. Yeah. And, and so we had to grow into it um, with, with growing toward the tithe and then beyond the tithe. And so it, it's so important to be on the same page with, with spouse and, and family members, you know, trying to encourage that to your children. Uh, they say more things are caught than taught. And mm. so, so again, now seeing some of the things happening in their lives, uh, our, our oldest son went on a hundred-mile bicycle ride this summer and raised monies for for kids in the Twin Cities, and he is not a bicycler. <laughs> so it was it was very joyful. Josh did that. You did. Wow, good for Josh. It was fantastic, and now he is a biker. He's <laughs> he's enjoying that. 
and and truly i feel uh, i thought of this this week uh attitude is so important mm-hmm. and and being in sales you know you're taught you know attitude is one of the few things you can control and i i remember an internship job uh in my senior year of college and marketing manager was who i worked under uh for a large corporation and he started every phone call with how goes the battle and I thought that was such a pessimistic way <laughs> to, to just the slog, yes, to, to live life. And yeah. then fast forward, I'm in a career, and someone I saw every day in my office. Hey, how's it going, Chuck? And he would say, "How are you today?" I'm sorry, and he'd say, "Better than I deserve." Mm. And I thought that we should all say that, yeah. you know, because of Amen. Christ's grace and and His blessing on our lives. Totally, so. totally. So you've shared so much stuff, Phil, with with you know how in, investing in, in in myriad ways. How and Todd kind of asked a question earlier on this, but you know we we like to kind of close these, each episode with a little parting, just parting words. And so these don't necessarily have to be like, okay, here's how you start. Yeah. Um, but but as you, you dial one <laughs> exactly, <laughs> uh, and we all are now dialed into to Chris's college fund that will be uh, giving our contributions uh, at the door on that. But what would be just like a last, just kind of parting, parting wisdom, you know, just to kind of wrap up as, as, as we, as we land this investment plane here today? I guess just really internalizing y- your life. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what has God mm-hmm. blessed you with? Um, the, the Bible says we're all parts of the body, but we're not all an eye. Yeah. You know, so for people to give time thinking about what, what gifts have God given me and, and how, do I, how do I go about using them? Um, uh, I had just, again, giving some thought to this, uh, before coming today, I, I wrote down, live obediently, live intentionally, live joyfully, and live generously. So There's your mission well, that's statement. That's it, yeah. right there. <laughs> so you did write a mission statement. Get that on a plaque now. <laughs> so what was that again? Is live obediently? I just want to... Live intentionally, mm. live joyfully, and live generously. Mm. Um, and they, they, they flow. They, they do. flow. Yeah. And, and uh, again... We, we don't run into that on a daily basis. Todd hit mm-hmm. on this. I, I remember reading one quote. We are, the, the advertising industry teaches us from cradle to grave to never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our Bible teaches us contentment. Yeah, hmm. right. Could they be any more polar yeah. opposites? So true. Chris, what do you got? Some parting, parting words. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off. This is very off-brand for Chris, but like uh, get, get detailed like go into your financials and look at the numbers, Mm -hmm. um, go into your calendar and look at the numbers. I think it's helpful and healthy to know what you've given in the previous year and both financially and with our time. Um, and then to up it every year a little bit somehow. I think that's, uh, I, for me, I think that's something that's been, um, beautifully challenging and also, um, life giving is to, my wife and I every year sit down with our taxes and say, all right, where do we really, where, how did we do last year? What, how, where, where are we at with things? And then to be able to go back and say, all right, so this year we've got to up it by this much here and here and here. And, mm-hmm. um, so be purposeful and 
get specific. That's awesome. I really, I want to just echo something Phil said about picking a, picking a, uh, an organization or two and just going all in. I mean, I think that is such wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like, um, to do that and, or any, whether it's an organization or a person, if you're going to invest in somebody, you know, whether it's a young person who's troubled and needs some help, like go all in on helping that, that, that person or that organization. Beautiful. That's awesome. Todd, what do you got? You, Phil brought up the book treasure principle from Randy Elkhorn and Randy, Randy alludes to this, that, uh, that, that there was a, a beneficiary sitting in a financial advisor's office one day. And the beneficiary was going to receive some funds and kind of alluded to, and I may be butchering this story a little bit, but just kind of alluding to, boy, I, I wonder how much grandpa left. And the financial advisor responded, he left all of it. In other words, you couldn't, you can't take any of this with <laughs> right. you. And that's not only yeah. your money, but yeah. it's your time. And, yeah. and you've said you can measure a man by his checkbook and his wallet. I think that's really true. I'd, I'd extend to what you said, Chris, with your tax return. One of the things we did early on with our kids is we went through our tax return with our kids which is a really interesting um, exercise. We were very open about the money we make, but also about where the money went. Yeah. And, uh, and I know that um, translated into both of my girls. Uh, and so again, in this theme of, of not starting too big, uh, and I love this two to three uh, entities, but, but start somewhere. Yeah. And, and if you're not given at all, start at 1%. And if you're given 5%, go to six. I try to make it as basic as that you gotta have a goal. And, and when it comes to your time, you know, what do you, what do you, the, the proverbial, what are we doing with our dash? You guys have heard that poem. Yeah. I don't know where that came, but I love that. You know, the dash of the that dash between the day you were born and the day you die. Uh, and how did you use that for God's glory? You will never regret a gift, a gift that you give. And don't look at it as a burden. Mm. Um, again, growing toward it, look at it as a goal, but, but be joyful about it. I think that's uh, scripture, right? God loves a joyful giver. <laughs> and it's better to give than receive. We could go on. There's uh, 23. No, no, no. <laughs> Greatest hits for sure. Well, Philip John, uh, 1L, no H. It was great to meet you. I would say it was great to be here, but I'm still nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Phil, God bless you, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much.